Hello. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Ty, it's good to hear your uh, snarky little voice again. It's been a <laughs> it's been a long two days that I haven't talked to you about our favorite and least favorite dining establishment. Mm-hmm. I also missed your raspy drawl, drawl Eric. Uh huh. Ladies usually like the morning voice, but I think it I think it puts Ty in a weird spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I ha- I do have a reputation as like a, a post night of drinking vo- voice. It's always got like a really deep gruff to it. So you're getting me at my chirpiest. I'm like three fourth wave coffees deep. I've I've done my whining and dining for the day. But if you catch me on in the booth first thing in the morning, you're gonna get a rough and gruff uh, vocal mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. Uh, the breadheads know that it takes me at least six hours to wake up. Uh, especially coming off the melatonin. Mm-hmm. So you already know by 2 p.m. I might still be, you know, a little raspy, a little groggy, uh, deep, deep-throated. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that's what the breadheads are here to enjoy, though. You know, they like they like a strong leader on this podcast mm-hmm. um, and, and, so, and a supporting cast as in yourself, Ty. Oh, Whatever. No, I, like, if you still got half a Xan in your system, you're going to be a little groggy. But I like to think of this podcast as us w- waking up with the breadheads. This gives me the life I need, the mm-hmm. life blood to mm-hmm. to go into my weekend feeling primed. Mm-hmm. Feeling like the signature sandwich that I eat. Exactly. Um, you know, life is usually a lot like when you're stumbling through uh, Maine and Hastings down bad it's 3 a.m and then this the subway uh smell just goes through your nostrils and wakes you up um it's much like taking a big bite of wasabi it just like goes into your sinuses and just mm-hmm. it, all the alarm bells go off at once and you are suddenly starving for a double double meatball mm-hmm. it's a real palate cleanser no cap on that you just get a big <laughs> wafting city shit smell <laughs> and the bread comes through those nostrils and cleans everything up, not unlike a street cleaner. Mm-hmm. Street Before sweeper. you're reintroduced to the smell of underwear. Absolutely. Um, have you had the pleasure of eating lunch yet today, Ty? No, actually, I haven't. Um, I'm running on fumes, Eric. I just got some bean in my system. How about you? <laughs> He's off the bean for real. Uh, yeah, I... I, too, have uh, not had any lunch yet. I actually just came back from the dentist uh, to get the chompers nice and clean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just so I'm ready to, you know, clamp down on a triple toasted sub. Uh, but, no, I have not eaten anything yet. Just an Americano with ice. <laughs> the uh, only true breakfast is coffee. Everything else is fluff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I only eat- only two things before 8 a.m. Coffee and pussy. Wakey-wakey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wakey-wakey. <laughs> now, question for you. Uh, you got your chompers cleaned up today. Is there a Subway ingredient that is, like, the prime stainer? Like, what stains the teeth the most? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... Hmm. When it comes to staining my teeth, uh, I got to go with the pesto sauce. Mm, how, the pe- how so? Because <laughs> the pesto is much like a kid who had a freezy for lunch. 
your your tongue's going to be a different color when you're when you're finished with that thing. Uh, I think it is going to stain your teeth, so I am avoiding the pesto. I'm going to opt for maybe a clean veggie sub if I were to eat Subway today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eating nothing lean. Like, nothing like those strands of spinach to uh, kind of help you floss. Mm-hmm, exactly. I'd love a good um, wilted spinach that falls apart in the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense, Eric. That must be a bit of a a bit of tension for you, given that you are a pesto poppy and you do enjoy the that the uh, just the strength of such a sauce. Yeah, I do love strong sauces. I do love strong pasta. Um, you love strong women too. Absolutely. Um, no, and nothing is stronger than family. That's a fact. Shout out my queens. Um, but you know what, Ty? I think I am not alone in that. I think a lot of Subway's patrons are strong people. You know what I mean? Um, but I have this sneaking suspicion that Big Subway actually hates its uh, fans. Mm, okay. We got ourselves another conspiracy theory at mm-hmm. Big Fresh Podcast. Exactly. Um you know, I think that, you know, Subway's just been pushing towards all of these, like, you know, limp dick type meals um, that are specifically specifically designed for liberal cucks, mm-hmm. uh, such as, you know, introducing avocado to the menu, um, introducing bowls. You know what I mean? These are all things for liberal cucks. Um, whereas, you know, much like, you know, I think you can draw the comparison between Subway and Trump because <laughs> Trump also hates his fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Subway is meant for strong, hardworking men. Okay. And wow. you know what these men want? They want protein. They want double meatball. Mm-hmm. They, they want, want to carbs. supersize that sandwich. Exactly. They want to go supersize so that they can go back to work and feel fueled for the day. Um, they don't want some pussy little salami salad, okay? They don't want a little tuna melt, okay? They want a mm-hmm. double meatball. And uh, and I just don't think Big HQ is, you know, likes the, uh, likes the optics of these this crowd of people. Right, because they're essentially extremists. Like, <laughs> someone orders triple meat on a sandwich that already has chicken and bacon? Yeah. Like... I can't think of a better word to describe such a meathead mm-hmm. as a zealot, really. Absolutely. I definitely enjoy having multiple animals uh, in my sandwich, such as a pig and a chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's up with Subway and why do they hate their main customer base? Yeah, I think there's, there's always been a like love-hate relationship with Subway. Subway and its patrons is not unlike a, like an abusive, toxic relationship where you want to leave, but they keep, when, they, when you do try to, they compliment you and they make you feel safe. So you keep coming back. There's something, something you just can't kick, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a case of, um, like in reality, it's like the 80-20 rule. It's like 80% of Subway's customers are like normal people in middle America, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're, they're going to Subway on their lunch break. They got a quick 15, so they're going to wolf down a, a foot long mm-hmm. and then head straight back to the job site. Um, but they're doing all their marketing for 20% of their customers, which is, you know, people like us who live in a city, mm-hmm. you know, we pay attention to our diet. 
we shop at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Subway is desperately trying to diversify and change their persona when it comes to fast food, as they've done throughout their history. Yeah, totally. Like when I think about the things that Subway brings about on their menu, it's super small sandwiches, those four <laughs> four inch mighty yeah. melts, yeah. avocado uh-huh. bowls, yeah, Tropicana. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. this is basically my diet when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have you know, they they've taken the milk to go out of the refrigerator, uh, and they've replaced it with like Michael Bublé bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm, carbonated like, water. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that just goes to show you where this company's headed. In the I bin. even I even witnessed some propaganda on Subway <laughs> Instagram feed just this morning, Eric. It oh, said, yeah. "Eat your veggies." <laughs> what is this liberal propaganda tie? Tell me more. Yeah, and I thought I already did, but it <laughs> makes me realize like who is Subway catering to? Because they're not c- catering to any like what they're gonna tell someone with a hammer attached to their belt to eat their yeah. veggies. You don't tell that yeah. guy what to do. He's exactly. set in his ways. Yeah, like even even vegan athletes are pretty rare. Like they exist for sure, but like I don't know people people who are they got sawdust on their face. Like they're not thinking about like oh I gotta get my I got to get my avocado in today. My good fats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're thinking, let me get my bad fats. Let me feel yeah, full totally. so I can get through this shit day I have ahead of me. Mm-hmm. They can't even smell <laughs> cholesterol, let alone exactly. lower it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but Ty, are you still, um, are you still uh, ocean-pilled and avoiding the, the fruits of the sea? The frutti di mare? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no chicken of land, no chicken of the sea. I'm I'm solely a, a root boy. I, I I eat nothing that it only it must come from the earth if it's going to be on my plate. You don't think fish come from the earth? Where do fish come from then, Ty? If they don't come from the earth, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a marine <laughs> biologist, asshole. Mm, yeah, he's not he's not a marine mathematician here, but. Uh... <laughs> But big big sea spiracy, big cis spiracy, uh, has has come in and uh, ocean pilled us. But you know what? It's fine. Um, we're doing well, our part to save the earth, I guess. Funny you say that. I somehow ended up rewatching Sea Spiracy on only a night or two ago. Wow, they really have you by the gills, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love a rerun, but uh, yeah. it reaffirmed my belief that perhaps. Subway should just remove the seafood medley and the tuna fish sub from their menu completely. It wouldn't really do anybody harm. True. Like, not what, what do we miss it. out on? Not much. Not many people are eating it. And it just, you know, if anything, less people are eating it. And so, you know, I was already questioning its freshness. But if it's sitting there an extra day because mm-hmm. someone didn't come through and scoop it up onto their onto their whole wheat footlong, then mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's even a little bit it's even more scary. But Ty, have you? Uh, have you have it's you a liability. About... It's a liability, Eric, to Subway itself. <laughs> there's a, there's this like negative feedback loop where the less people eat it, the longer it's in the bucket. The longer it's in the bucket, the less people eat it. And I'd imagine that there's a um, area in the immediate vicinity of the tuna that like potentially bacteria could jump to from the tuna. Mm. So you're actually 
like developing a little wet market right there in the tuna bucket. <laughs> and it's primed and it's ready to explode at any moment. It's a liability. That is true. That is very true. It's a little wet market. Um, you could call Subway like a lab as well. And there could potentially be a lab leak in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Um, I, I have faith in the rest of Subway vegetables to survive whatever is thrown their way. I think the vaccine has been uh, injected into Subway's vegetables because that avocado does not change color. It's been, mm-hmm. It sits out in open air and is still neon green. So, you know, that just tells me everything I need to know right there. Yeah, it's weird that they avocado is so putridly green, but then other <laughs> vegetables lack color. Like the lettuce, brown. The tomatoes, like, <laughs> damn, Daniel, back at it with that white tomato. Am I right? Oh, dude, those tomatoes are white, white. White, those white. To- those tomatoes voted for Trump. <laughs> yeah, they're a waspy tomato. Yeah. Um, but Ty, have you considered, instead of rewatching <laughs> Sea Spiracy, have you maybe thought about watching a different point of view? <laughs> like, <laughs> like considering multiple angles on this, on this matter? Because I agree it is important to educate ourselves on uh perhaps it, the um journalist in me would but i would much rather have confirmation bias fed to me mm-hmm. For the same reason i order the falafel every visit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good point too i mean i can just picture you sitting there taking in that confirmation bias and just mm-hmm. loving it oh yeah well well to each their own i guess yeah <laughs> But uh, I, I, don't th- I don't think I'm going to be in Subway until our 100th episode, Eric, which is coming soon. Mm-hmm. It is coming soon. It is coming in about a week or even mm-hmm. less at this point by the time this episode is up. Um, so that means there's a very good chance that next episode we will be, maybe not next episode, I don't know. We're going to be in Subway pretty soon. <laughs> We're going to mm-hmm. be cold cut cowboys once again, and we're going to wow. pull up to the... Uh, the old way and throw our lasso around our sandwich artist and tell him yeehaw giddy up yeehaw hell yeah dude it's gonna be a hot pastrami summer let me tell you <laughs> i'm so excited to get my sandwich on uh-huh. roll up to the beach with a foot long take in that the sunset true. that the is subset true. if you will the subset so ty now that we are gonna have a hot pastrami summer how are we gonna make sure that we follow proper subway beach etiquette and, mm. you know, we don't, you know, go to the beach, stink up the place, maybe leave some garbage. Like, we got to make sure we got to take care of our, uh, not only our oceans, but our beachfront properties and make sure that, you know, our neighbors don't have to suffer. How do we do that, Ty? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's both your culinary habits and how you carry yourself at the beach, Eric. Yeah. I think it's really important to get, like, a good beach fit going probably some you want it's a challenging because you want colors that are going not too dark because of the hot sun so you're gonna have to keep the Dries Van Noten shorts at home uh, mm-hmm. maybe go for something a little bit lighter mm-hmm. uh, you got your Jacquemus bucket hat in the in yeah. the in the, uh, in the tote ready to go at any moment yeah I think that's the move uh, break out like you, you could break out maybe the brightly colored Marnie swim trunks but <laughs> I would recommend sticking to sandwich colors, green, red, (laughs) 
brown because mm-hmm. you need to always be prepared for drippage from your foot long. Wow, that is a good point. You don't um, want no stains on the beach. People will think you wet yourself. Mm-hmm. So maybe you do go dark colors. <laughs> I mean, you're giving everyone the wrong advice here. <laughs> no, well, here's the challenge because there's a tension between temperature management and uh, protection from sauces. You don't want to mm. go too dark and risk overheating, but you don't want to go too light and mm. risk a stain. That is true. So maybe the move, tie is to disobey um, the Coast Guard's orders of, you know, waiting half an hour before you jump in the water uh, mm-hmm. or potentially swimming before you eat. I think you should definitely eat and then immediately jump in the ocean so that if you do get any sauce stainage on you, then it's just immediately washed away. Um, and you don't have to worry about drowning because sandwiches float. So <laughs> I'm going to take that idea one step further, Eric. <laughs> I would skip eating on the beach completely because you're going to get sand in the bread anyways. Crunch, crunch, <laughs> barf. Don't want that. <laughs> Big crunch. Big crunch. So I'm going to suggest... And it's not suggest... the toast. No, no, man. Uh, I'm going to suggest you take that footlong into the ocean and you stand... Stand in the tide and eat the sandwich right there. You lose any crumbs. They just, they're now seagull food or fish wow. food. Beautiful. If and, you, uh, and if you live in beautiful BC, uh, you're not going to have any geese pestering you while you eat because you're going to be in the water and the geese won't follow you in there. Good, good point. No begging from the, the local geese population. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you drip a sauce on your Marnie swim trunks, you could just... <laughs> dunk right away if you get it on your hands which common problem eating a seven sauce sandwich yeah. you're gonna get it all down the all down the palms mm-hmm. the AP is gonna be covered in sauce mm-hmm. i ain't talking about i ain't talking about that drip you know what i mean yes my brother knees weak <laughs> arms are saucy oh boy um what about if you're on a boat so say you rent a boat with the boys you know, you're, you're tossing back a few yalls in the middle of Cultus Lake. Uh, you know, you got a sandwich wrapping paper open on your lap. Do you, do you hang over the side of the boat like you're going to throw up and, and eat your sandwich like that? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or, or what do you do exactly in that situation? Do, can, you uh-huh. can't swim. You can't tread water and, and eat a sub. Well, Eric, you? I was on a boat just last week. And let me tell you, like, lap food is really inconvenient on boats because, <laughs> because of the waves. It's so bumpy and mm-hmm. uncomfortable. So I think the overboard deep throat of your foot long and scarf it down, <laughs> probably eat uh-huh. it vertically right over the ledge. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the move here. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's, it, you're choosing between bad and really bad options here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even recommend bringing a foot long on a boat. Yeah, that's true. You should probably eat first, you know, get some get some food in you, well digested. That way, when you are on the water, you're not going to get seasick. You're going to be nice and full, uh, full of mm-hmm. sauce, full of meat, full of cheese. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be ready to tackle any waves that are thrown your way. Absolutely. And if you're taking on any of the signature meats, I'm talking meatball, steak and cheese like you are running a high risk you're over leveraged in regards to getting sick after a meal anyways 
Mm-hmm. So the last thing you want to do is exponentially increase that risk by mm-hmm. getting seasick on top of it. Mm-hmm. So I would say like beat your fat ass, finish <laughs> the sandwich, then hop on the yacht and go for a rip. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and if you decide to have a subway activation on the boat, if you go against our you know advice here and you do bring a sandwich aboard, uh, then you I would recommend bringing a sandwich for everybody who's on the, on the boat. That way no one can get mad at you for opening up a nice little tuna sub and stinking up the fresh air. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and if you make a sandwich as good as co-host Ty and Eric, all those friends, assuming you have friends, are going to be pretty jealous. Mm-hmm. However, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance that you will never be on a boat this summer. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly even friends is a stretch for our listeners <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys you know it's true sorry y'all um, that's okay maybe boats aren't uh, the summer activity of the breadheads I'm thinking maybe they're like these are all barbecue bros that are listening there's, yeah there's a good chance that you you know are you have a backyard you might have a backyard we don't have that here so no. you might be pulling out the grill um maybe even... penthouses don't have backyards <laughs> penthouses you know we do have a wraparound 2000 square foot balcony here but they it does not come with the grill unfortunately um, no but the closest you know, we got is like the living roof yeah exactly the closest we have is the is the communal um uh clubhouse zone where we do have a five burner in there but mm-hmm. um you know if you are grilling up this summer um where were we going with this tie? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was just thinking about barbecue bros. I uh, I barbecued this weekend, Eric. I um mm-hmm. I barbecued the vegetarian equivalent of a half rack of ribs, which you guessed it, a husk of corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I was really struggling in my mind to figure out what what vegetable you decided to anamorph into an animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Wow. So tell me exactly. Did did you make any attempt to make these like ribs flavored or appear as ribs, or did you just grill up some corn like any anyone would do? Yeah, I went for like a classic like charred corn. But I realized I, I visited this like Me- Mexican restaurant the other day, and they also served me some charred street corn. But what they did is they like loaded it up afterwards with like this ranchero sauce and like sprinkled some feta and squeezed a lot of lime on there. And it made it just this very decadent, elevated street corn. And I thought like, oh, th- we're, we're entering a renaissance in vegetarian food, I realized. A, a renaissance, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I'm inspired to come back to my own barbecue, um, get to work, you know. And, and then it made me realize like oftentimes uh, during the heat of the summer, uh, shout out Frank Ocean, many restaurants around town will set up a barbecue zone outside their establishment to serve food to their patio. But I don't see Subway doing this, but I think it would be really great because you could riff off the toaster and get some like really nice, like charred fake chicken, you know? Wow. That's cool. Or real chicken. Or real Um, chicken. (laughs) uh, You could also, you know, I've always wanted to put a bun face down on a grill and get a nice little toast action Mm. happening there. Um, and then, you know, slap on some butter. Uh, 
king. Again, Imagine so how fragrant that uh, Italian herbs and cheese would be coming off the grill. Oh, wow. 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 I mean, I'm still I'm still visualizing that corn and I'm I'm a uh, you know, not one to go to corn hub often, but when I do I <laughs> I uh do like to sprinkle a little bit of uh butter and molten mm-hmm. salt on top and wow, that's that is a great summer activation tie. I might yeah. have to do that as well. Don't you want to just hop on that cob? Oh yeah. Uh I do love my BBCs, my big buttery cobs. <laughs> uh, one other thought, though, that would make barbecuing, I just realized this, a, a viable like offshoot of the Subway kitchen is because <laughs> of the male-dominated like, Subway <laughs> customer demographic. Yeah. Like, and, like, okay, women have infiltrated a lot of things. We got, they're in the C-suite <laughs> now. They're, Hashtag get them out. <laughs> they're probably on the construction site on the front line but like i don't I, I feel like the barbecue is the the last the last kind of like glass ceiling hell yeah um, brother. they get the short end of the tong at the barbecue so yeah. i think like because of subway's male dominated demographic they would actually see this as a subway as more of a safe place mm-hmm I mean, yeah, you got Subway, you got Sweet Green, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got all these, every every restaurant is for women. Like, I, I'm not sure how often men will go to restaurants just with the boys, you know, to at least a nice restaurant. Like, it's like less common. Mm-hmm. Uh, restaurants are really just so you can take your Tinder date out and suss them out before you take them home and smash them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah you're both that's really the whole purpose of it ghost before the bill comes (laughs) exactly uh if i know it's a wrap then i'll order uh three steaks eat them all and then pretend i need to go to the bathroom but then just get in the car and leave if you're eating three steaks you're going to the bathroom (laughs) that's true i'm i'm climbing out the window larry david style um (laughs) (laughs) exactly um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where the barbecue BBs are. Maybe I'm wrong about this stereotype, Eric. But yeah, I want to see it at the way. Yeah, true. Maybe there is a market for <laughs> uh, female grill masters. Um, K- Kiss the chef would be much more appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, Ty. I'm down for it. Let's go. Fuck Let's it. Go. Fuck it. Frog on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to kill this episode here. Um, oh, shout out to all the breadheads for always being with us. We're almost 100 episodes deep in this bitch now, and uh, we got a lot more where this came from. So follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, hit up our OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Lots of great content. Literally. There. Literally, basically a year into this, almost at episode 100, and we still have not gotten a cease and desist letter from Subway. Pussies. What yeah. Are you, what are you going to do? Pussies. I challenge Subway to shut us down. I'd like to see them yeah. try. I also yeah. would love an excuse to kill this podcast for good. <laughs> We've had enough. Big, big Jared, come over here and, and stop the <laughs> stop the pod. Hit the record. Hit the finish recording button here for us. Uh, 
if you don't, then you're a pussy boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eric is really uh, taunting you. Don't let <laughs> don't let him uh, continue. Yeah. Yo, drop a pin, Jared. You fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ty. It's been a pleasure. You as well. Fourth wave coffee. Thank I you. I love your work. Lunch. Love your work Already. as well. Have a great weekend. Good night, King. Bye. Ciao.